What is going on, everyone? Welcome to today's news tonight. Happy Friday. For God's sake, I thought it was Monday until like two minutes ago. Uh, I am your host for this episode, Steve Bowling. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson in the upper left, Derek Bittner in the lower right, and Kevin from the Golden Bolt. How's it going, man? Uh, good, good. I have slept a little bit today, so I'm good. It's a good day. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do what I did. I, 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 I spoke about this before, but I stayed up till 2.30 a.m. Uh, t- playing Rift Apart and then got up at f- like 5.30, 6 o'clock to take care of pets slash baby, and I was done for the day. I was wiped. So Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, take care of yourself (laughs) it it is a good day we've we've had a lot of good things happen today but more topically important uh it's ratchet and clank rift apart release day uh so we've got a review thanks to derek uh we've got we've got additional copies to go around thanks to playstation and we've got (laughs) the perfect guest to talk about this game so i want to open the show by talking just a little bit about it i'm going to read these two super chats we got and then let's let's give our quick impressions on on ratchet and clank now that the embargoes are lifted we can talk about whatever the hell we want um so Isaac Wolf with a 50 Swedish Krone donation says, I just wanted to say thanks to you for bringing such good energy. It helped me handling my PTSD, which has gotten worse with the last couple of months. Ooh. Wow. Uh, that is high praise. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously, yeah, um, thank you very much. And we're so happy to I'd hear help that. We're able to help in any way we can. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Anything we can do to make y'all feel better about your day is uh, puts a smile on my face. So I'm I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, and thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, RC with a $5 super chat says, Hey guys, I missed the MGB chat last week, but wanted to point out that Beck was in the OG 2014 Mighty Gunvolt two years before his own game came out. I remember playing that. I had hope. Yeah, I, I do have that. I and hope. I never Yeah, it was better than the game. It, yeah, it was. Everything it was Beck was in was better than his own game, including <laughs> inexplicably Ninja better. Gaiden he was in, which... Uh, that's true. He was, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, but let's put that. <laughs> let's put but like the there. original Mighty Gunvolt was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's funny how yeah he's in a few games, but they're all better than his own game. Yeah, yeah, it really. Uh, so Derek play through burst. So let's let's talk a little bit. I know Ash that you haven't gotten to play it yet, but uh, thanks to PlayStation, they sent Ash a code just before the show started. Uh, so over the weekend, Ash will get some time yes. with Rift Apart. But I mean, I've got two of the and biggest intermission. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, we've got well. intermission too, uh, which we'll we'll probably that's my, end up that's my weekend about. project. Yeah, I haven't even thought about intermission yeah. yet. Like, no, no I, I literally, I, like, I have it. It's sitting there. But yeah, like, I haven't even started downloading it. I was like, I I haven't looked at my phone in like two days. It's just been since Thursday when when Sony sent me a code. Uh, I have been in this hole, just absorbing Rift Apart. Which yeah, hey, kudos well, to you, man, because you've also played more than yeah. I have at this point. Because you're you've completed you platinum the damn thing. Yes, so yeah, <laughs> I, I I platinumed it. I did um one run and then one new game plus run. I haven't technically done like all the weapon maxes or anything, um, but I'm about as done as anyone's gonna be. Um, and man, man, it's good. It's real good. Yeah. I cannot- way to play this game you guys and i've actually been working on i just finished ratchet 2016 again uh or not again i I played ratchet 2016 again and finished it this time so i'd have a touchstone to compare uh rift apart to when we discuss it next week yeah um real quick before gyu narukami who i'm singling out for good reason uh asks uh to kevin how easy was it to platinum the game so I'm the general estimate of time I would give is I myself platinumed it in probably 
in terms of gameplay, 15 and a half to 16 hours. I played on hard, which wasn't the hardest difficulty, but on hard. Um, but that is me, and I would not take my platinum time as an indication <laughs> of what your platinum time would be, because I know where they're going to hide everything. I already know. Yeah. So right. um, uh, you, you played enough of these games, you know what to look for. And yeah. even if you don't, guess what? We got a map matic Yeah, yeah. Well, and they did it in a weird way <laughs> in this game, too, because... Uh, immediately once you get to a level that has a mini map or a, a pause screen map rather you'll see that when you pass by parts of the map it'll fill in with like oh there's a gold bolt right where you just passed like somewhere wow. on that area of the map I played through which the whole threw game me off and didn't notice that at all <laughs> it was i literally i checked no. the map and i'm like wait why is no, that there i checked it was the, like map the first level constantly in ratchet and clank games because of that i was like okay where's the offshoots that i can go on like yeah same yep. go this way i'm gonna go this way. way but the mm. other cool thing that i didn't even mention in the review uh, I don't remember this, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Kevin, but I don't believe you could ever target what you were going for because you can click on the map no. and say, like, oh, there's a golden bolt here. Lead me to it. And it'll take you, like, okay, it's this far away. Go in this direction, and you can head right to it. You might have to still figure out how to get to it. But yeah. Exactly. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was right out of Spider-Man from what I could tell. Like, the the same – it wasn't yeah. the same, like, UI entirely, but I'm pretty sure they took probably that, that – that system from spider-man's tracking I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because i did feel there was some level of familiarity because i spent a lot of time playing miles morales and spider-man and this was really the first ratchet and clank game that i went deep into and, and finished uh and i did feel kind of at home with the user interface and how certain things were laid out just because it did feel very familiar uh from spider-man i was like oh well you know makes sense for me because it's an insomniac game but i didn't yeah you know, realize that that wasn't something that pre predated Spider-Man because I don't have a ton of history. Uh, one of the things that I found really interesting about Ratchet and Clank uh, was just I, when I saw the trailers and they showed kind of the rift jumping mechanic, as it were, you know, I was like, OK, some of this has to be a little bit bullshit. Like, you know, maybe it's, you know, they made the transition smoother or they hit a delay somehow. No, 100%. Like, it is yeah. exactly as cool. And it's even mm -hmm. more uh, impressive when you're playing the game. Like, when you're actually sitting down and playing it uh, without going to... Well, without going into spoiler territory at all, because I don't want Ash to be spoiled. But there were various moments in the game where rifts would appear and you would go through them. And it it wouldn't be like a minor environmental change. It would be a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah. And right. it, it goes off, like, without skipping a beat. And even after like the 15th, 16th time seeing it, I never, like it never stopped impressing me or taking my breath away when it happened. I'd be like, look at this. I have so many clips from this game on my hard drive. One of the yeah. first things I did was uh, the first time you got to one of those pocket dimensions, you just transitioned right into it as you walk through. Oh, yeah. I basically did the uh, Homer Simpson, uh, Australia, America, Australia, America, just to see <laughs> I, yeah. what, how it did. <laughs> Not a hit, hiccup. It was just like, Nope, this is all normal, all and, good, and, and it is. Oh, I'm sorry, never not impressive. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, one of the coolest parts is if there are a few of them where you can go behind the rift and you can kind of see there's like nothing behind That's it. So cool. Like mm, yep. you can like I, I I played with the camera and I could see no, it's like it is actually just like I think Insomniac was talking in one of the postmortems they did already where they mentioned that like they actually load everything that's behind you as you're turning. Like they don't have any assets stored behind you. It all loads instantly. Um, rather than having to store it so they can allocate all that space to making everything look as incredible as possible directly in front of you and it it oh, shows man great. it I, I mean 
here's the exciting thing uh, for this, because, you know, Kevin, uh, when we went from the PlayStation 2 era to Tools of Destruction, that was a mind-blowing jump in quality. Yeah. But going from Tools of Destruction to Crack in Time <laughs> was an even bigger jump. Yeah. Once Insomniac knows the PS5 and puts all their little tricks to it, yeah, we get a sequel. This thing's gonna be freaking amazing. Yeah, you and, and killing me. I'm I'm so <laughs> hyped to play this. Between this and intermission, it's gonna be a great weekend. I'm so excited. Oh yeah, and then E3 right after. It's a good week. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, E3 right after. Yeah, and during really. And during yeah. so many yeah. streams going this weekend to do. Yeah, yeah. I blocked I've E3 seen out of my many mind times before, and uh, I take it from Steve. Steve has barely played any Ratchet and Clank games, and he is ecstatic about this oh yeah this yeah. is this this is 100 my game of the year right now and yes. i i have a hard time imagining a game that's going to change my mind like of all the things i know that are coming i'm like which one's going to do it i i really don't think that there's anything that hits uh all those notes of being a technical marvel because it really is like it does stuff that i mean we've all been told what the ps5 can do but Ratchet and Clank puts it into practice and does it so well that you're like, I can't believe consoles can do this. <laughs> I, yeah. I mentioned in my review, but the haptics on this thing, like I've yes. played like yeah. Returnal, haptics, but the, the, the guns, the gunplay in Ratchet and Clank. And this sounds like a weird sentence for me to say as someone who's not a hardcore fan, the gunplay in Ratchet and Clank is the best I've ever felt in any game I've ever played in my life. And that is, that's, no hyperbole, zero yeah. exaggeration. Like, and it's not just like the 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 component of how it works in the game. It is also how well they utilize the dual sense for this. Like every pull of the right. trigger, you do it with intent, and and yeah. that is just mm -hmm. such a good feeling when you when you do that. My, One of my favorite yeah. things. Oh, okay. you go first, Derek. Go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say, and I say mention this in my review. My favorite weapon in this game is the shield. Of all things, okay, like, really? yeah, which is interesting, yeah. I, the, no, the the shield is like just put into uh, ex practice exactly what they're going for because you hold it halfway, you feel that little stop, and there's your shield open and blocking shots. But if you pull it down the entire way, it blasts the shield forward and it becomes a weapon at that point. And it's just such an easy flow from one to stage to the next that I never got that same quite that same sense from the shotgun that they always advertised before the game came out. Shotgun actually had a little bit of a hard time with when it first came out, so I wasn't Really? Exactly You're sure. talking about the Executor, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, that, yeah, that's I the evolved name. I yeah. love the Executor, but it's not my favorite weapon, but I do like it. Like, you get that kind of double barrel action from the, from the trigger squeeze, but I really enjoyed, of all things, the Shatter Blast, like, the most. I don't know what it was, but I love using that damn thing. Like, mm. especially when you upgrade it because it leaves like little shards all over the ground, like purple shards, and they'll attach to enemies and then detonate again. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I abused mm. that thing like a lot. <laughs> I have to ask, speaking of abusing guns, I abused the pixelizer, the hell out of the pixelizer in Ratchet 2016, and I love that thing. Is there anything akin to that? In it, is in, it is in Rift Apart. Oh, it is in Rift Apart. Hell it's yes. Only... I love the pixelizer. Nice. So really? I don't know oh, if my so version was bugged I, I i upgraded oh. after i got my copy from playstation um so i paid the extra ten dollars for the whatever bonus it's supposed to give you the pixelizer ahead of time i thought um oh. but it doesn't appear until new game plus otherwise and oh, it's, i haven't actually had a chance to That's start challenge mode uh yet it's it's kind of shit in this that... game i'm not gonna lie it's oh, not very no, good no. in this i i, I loved it in in ps4 uh in this uh, game you have to level it up first because it is just it's not uh, good at all like uh, i see 
but once it's leveled up, it's once it's leveled up, it's okay. Um, but they have better weapons. Like it's that and the bouncer. Bouncer is pretty good. But I didn't realize they added that. Is that the first time they've introduced new weapons in the in the challenge mode? Uh, no, Ratchet Two had the Clank Zapper, um, the Clank Backpack yeah, Gun, and the that. Zodiac. Okay. The Zodiac was available in the main run, but it was that was the one. Um, mm-hmm. I think in in two, and then I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's and, the only ones. And I never like the Clank Zapper wasn't that great, so I never really bothered with it. It was one of those where I think they had to fill a slot because they had X amount of guns uh, already mm-hmm. slotted, and one of them didn't work. Like the Bouncer was a replacement gun; it wasn't supposed to be in Ratchet Two. Yeah. Um, but the rift inducer from Ratchet 3 wasn't ready in time for Ratchet 2. So oh, okay. they said, oh, we're just going to take this bouncer idea we had in pre-production and throw it in. And that became like the most popular gun in the series. Oh, wow. Yeah, bouncer's pretty well, great. Yeah. <laughs> I've right. got a few late night gaming nights ahead of me. Because as you guys know, I had to do a factory reset on my PS5 just to be able to download Intermission. It wouldn't work for me from the code square. <laughs> I, I feel so like Ash... Houses and a magnet in his body somewhere. Yeah, there's something in with Tech and Ash. And I've never had any issues with my PS5, but I actually had to do a factory reset just to get intermission to download. Now we've got Rift Apart. We're discussing it next week. I'm gonna get yeah. a bunch of coffee and, and I'm doing the intermission review, so I gotta like get this shit going. So here we go. Kevin, I'm ready. by the way, I'm just gonna do this live on the air. Would you like to be part of that? I feel like this discussion yeah, sure, could go absolutely. for hours. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I will good. take it as long as we need to take it. Absolutely. Guys, okay, super fan, because so, I will say this right now. Kevin has played way more than I have. Perfect. I love my Ratchet and Clank, but he I, he I like it. the dichotomy <laughs> of having two experts and two noobs for, for a panel discussion about Ratchet and Clank. So stay tuned Dang. to the channel. We will have that next week. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to go deep on Ratchet and Clank after Ash has finished it and talk about everything. I'm going to try to platinum it before then. That'll be my mission. I'll see if I can, um, if I just, get the time, I'm going to try to do that as it well. So we can do yeah. it. I'm just going to crit path it. I do have to do intermission first, because I, I have that review on deck, but I'm going to crit path uh, Rift Apart so we can discuss it sooner rather than later. I'm committed to staying up. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Let's do this. <laughs> do, I'm ready. do not break I don't, yourself. We're not about that here. <laughs> yeah, I'll say no, this. I don't think you're going to need... I'll, coffee for it at least in, in my opinion Ash needs coffee I, for everything <laughs> okay well then maybe <laughs> maybe right? yeah, but yeah. like the 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 flow state i said this before we went live the flow state that i was in in rift apart i did not think for like 10 straight nice. hours i just I played wait, wait to I, play this game if i didn't have to worry about recording footage which i always do in hour chunks yeah pretty easily just yep Yep. I think I went like an hour 45 and I have like a 30 gigabyte file now because of it that I have uh-huh. to try and I have to try and fit into Vegas somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, good man. Luck. Good luck. Good times. <laughs> All right. We've got a lot of news to cover. I didn't think we'd go that long on just the intro. Uh, but real quick, you Narukami, Nathan, the voice actor. Happy birthday, man. I, I expected happy we'd birthday. get to that like birthday. 20 minutes ago, but happy birthday. Happy uh, glad birthday. you're here. Um. We, we love you. Thank you so much for all your support. We love every member of the EP squad, but it is your birthday today. So thank you. And uh, there's your shout out, my friend. I uh, hope you have a great day. Thanks for being with us on your birthday, by the way. That's yeah, thank awesome. you for spending your birthday with little us. Cool. We appreciate it. Yeah. We're, we're um, making it worth, worth your while. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope you like Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they don't have a PS5, in- so... Yeah. Before we get into the news proper, we do have two Super Chats. I'm going to read out real quick. Reminder, we read Super Chats between every story here on TNT. So if you do one while we're talking about the news, we'll get to it after that story is over. 
Uh, if you're listening on podcast services, you don't know what a super chat is, so you're fine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> late night sprites with a five dollar super chat says, "Hello, homecoming hero here. This is my first ever live show. Loki on Wednesday in the Heights. The movie Rift Apart. E3. No Sleep Club Unite. Well, uh, you're in good company here. Yeah. So. Yes, There's yes. At the end, we will be posting our E3 schedule later today in our Twitter. So keep yes. an eye out for that as well. We we have yes. a we have that settled. So uh, we will be back tomorrow for the beginning of E3." Um, Alan Gibbs, also with a $5 super chat, says, Hey, Derek, I loved your Metroid movie treatment. Amazing work. Can you do a treatment of Castlevania? Maybe the 1999 story. Also, Aloy for Smash. Uh, oh, that yeah. is, the, I, I will not speak for Derek, but I can tell you, that took him months. That was a lot of... And that was when I didn't have a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I would say maybe maybe wait for like a few years for that. I mean, uh, the other right. thing is, as we'll get into, we already have Castlevania, so it's hard to have something compare, competing with that, you know? Yeah. Oh, Derek, you know you could single-handedly make a treatment better than the Castlevania anime. Come on, I don't know. This. I could maybe make one more faithful, kidding, but I don't yeah. think I could beat top it. That's no, that no. some amazing I, stuff. I need, yeah, I'm being facetious. I need to watch this, but... uh Anyway, Dude, you do. we, we you got do. lots of news to cover. I'm going to jump right into it. I don't have a segue. We're just doing it live. Let's let's get this first story up on screen. And uh, Nintendo, king of uh, stability updates, has issued what I like to call an instability update. Uh, <laughs> Kotaku reporting that some Switch users cannot download games after the 12.0.3 firmware dropped. And I've already seen a few folks in the chat talking about this uh I, I do have 1203. I got lucky. I downloaded Game Builder Garage and it failed like one time and then worked after that. Um, nice. But this is this has been kind of an interesting uh, tale of woe, as it were, because this update was already pulled once because of this issue Jeez. and then brought back and it's still doing it. <laughs> so I, Nintendo is clearly having some kind of issue figuring out what it is in their new firmware is causing eShop problems. Um, I, I should I probably know. send Ash uh, in to figure out because Ash will figure out exactly what the problem is. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Send it. Yeah, um, Just put Ash on tech support for a few days. Yeah, I, I thankfully have dodged this. I haven't played my Switch a whole lot lately since I've been focusing mostly on PS5 stuff, like or PS4 in this case, like Ratchet and Clank, of course. Um, but I'm just lucky, I guess, that I haven't needed to download anything on my Switch since this update. I do have the update. I definitely did the system update, but I haven't. Uh, been borked by this issue just because i haven't needed to download anything yeah it's it's definitely weird like it will eventually work but a lot of people are reporting like they'll be downloading and then they'll say oh hey that didn't work and then they have to like cancel it and start it again cancel and start again repeatedly until whatever it is just installs uh it, it leads me to wonder if they're if maybe 1203 shouldn't have come out this early. Maybe Nintendo has some kind of change to the eShop coming soon and 1203 has hooks in it for, I don't know. I, I It's all conjecture basically, but I don't know how the hell you break the eShop because the eShop is a website. It's not anything <laughs> besides that. Like it's not an app built into the Switch. It literally is just accessing a website. So they either like change something about the browser that the Switch uses, which makes no sense because none of us can access the browser. Um, it, it's just a very weird problem, and I don't understand what the what the root of it is or yeah. why Nintendo would make that change unless there was some kind of 
backend change to the eShop that maybe wasn't supposed to roll out yet and is out there now, and Nintendo hasn't quite sorted the issue. But And, and they've had a couple of these, because they had the issue with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, um, where the season pass was given out for free. Like, there yep. was that exploit that they then rolled back and said, no, you don't get the you don't get it free if you downloaded it. Right. Um, so that's is, that's not the first time recently that we've had eShop issues. Yeah. There, yeah. Uh, I say this every time something with Nintendo and their online infrastructure comes up, but please just farm it out. Like, farm it out to someone else. <laughs> just anybody else. Like Anybody else. I, I love Nintendo, I don't even know but if they I should have this update. <laughs> should just I haven't heard of my Switch in so long. Well, it's just, it's weird because I mean, in terms of stability updates, they don't usually you know bork anything like this. And the fact that they not wow. not only had to yeah. pull it and then re-release it, and it's still borked. Like this is just very maybe maybe E three fever is getting to them. They're just stretched too thin with E three. But if that's the case, this is the one time you don't want to not yeah. have downloads in your eShop working because I assume they're, they're going to shadow drop something at least next week. Well, they also said they're going to have like a sale starting on Tuesday as well. So right, so this is perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm hearing is for a few folks at Nintendo IT. Well, to be fair, we're, we're, and and this this is awfully cynical, but purchasing works fine. It's just the downloading not downloading. The you yeah, purchase yeah. that don't work. They're like, we got your money. Thanks. <laughs> Good luck getting a refund. Kevin, I was going to say, uh, from what I'm hearing from all this is uh, Switch Pro confirmed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. It's, it's the 4K eShop is what's causing the issue. <laughs> it's the only uh, thing that ever runs in 4K on the system. <laughs> oh, it's so just it's like the Star Allies. V- VR 720p trailers on a 4K browser. <laughs> yeah. Anazisa in our uh, YouTube chat says, I'm just glad that I got Jeff Shapes and Beast before the update, which, by the way, I missed one of today's news tonight because that game is so great. Hell yes, Anna. Thank you for supporting that game. That I is... have talked about it so much. I love that game to death, and everybody should check it out. Just Shapes oh, yeah. and Beast is awesome. Uh, speaking, speaking of the Switch Pro, uh, thanks to Kevin for the layup there, uh, Narik, I'm going to say, with a $4.99 super chat says, one, if the Switch Pro was 4K, would there be problems with game compatibility between the Pro and the regular Switch? Thanks and good vibes. Um, probably not. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're diving into rumor territory here and I'm going to try to be quick, even though this is pretty (laughs) on topic, uh. Nintendo, if you believe the rumor mill, has been reaching out to developers for like the last year, telling them like, hey, you might want to get your games ready for 4K, get your icons, stuff like that, assets for games ready. Uh, the The common belief, of course, there's no confirmation of this, is that uh, they've developed the Switch Pro and the, and the SDK for it in such a way that developers just have to optimize for it the same way they optimize for doctor handheld mode. So it's just like a third performance profile that they have to optimize for. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that would necessarily cause compatibility issues, but I do firmly believe, just like Nintendo has done with their other upgraded handhelds in the past, that we will get some games that are only for the Switch Pro. Uh, And just like it's happened in the past, I don't think those will do very well. So, um, I think, I think by and large, we'll, we'll see some games that just for whatever reason, can't run on the older switch. And I think you'll see more of those over time as they try to transition away from it. Um, but I think the early ones that come out like Xenoblade did on the 3DS just won't perform super well, uh, because you're, you're just limiting your audience, right? Like you've got millions and millions of people with the switch that we all know and love. And then like probably be more like Majora's Mask. Yeah, probably because yeah. they don't want to fragment their audience, their audience too early on. The switch is doing so well. That would be kind of kneecapping themselves 
and undercutting their own efforts if they fragmented their audience right down the middle like that and yeah. made it, you know, the two incompatible with one another. So I assume they're going to try to make the two compatible as much as humanly possible. Yeah, exactly. And I think that I think what you'll largely see is games that look good on the Switch, but look better on the Pro. And speaking yeah. of things that are looking better, let me get our next story up on screen. Courtesy of Geeked Week, which, as you all know, we declined to cover because it's a DMCA nightmare. Uh, <laughs> Cuphead. We got a look at the Cuphead cartoon in motion. And I gotta say, my my doubts are resolved. <laughs> yeah, it needed this. Mm-mm. Even just this 40-second clip, if, if anything, right. it just absolves it so much because great. Yeah. you didn't see the graininess, but the seeing it in motion, seeing the way the move, seeing the designs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got, they got it. They nailed it. Yeah. They they definitely I captured feel, the feel of the game. Like the look, well, well yeah. the look and feel of the game. Those um, backgrounds. Yeah. It and, looks great. And I, I'm feeling totally vindicated because I was like, I think this is going to be great, but we weren't sure. And I'm like, nah, I think they're going to pull it off. They're pulling it off so far, at least. Yeah. I, I think they just chose really poor frames for the for the key art that they use. Like, because it made right. it kind of feel like maybe it had like a Ren and Stimpy or, or kind of vibe to it. Or like that new Mickey Mouse cartoon that's out that's a little more humorous than one Which way, is, I might this, expect. This is the same people behind that, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that's where my mind went when I saw the initial art. But seeing the show actually in motion, even like you said, Derek, it's just 40 seconds, but it's a damn good 40 seconds. I, I really like it. Uh, yeah. Not to mention Wayne Brady is the uh, Dice Man, who I did not expect to be nice. like. I didn't see him in that role, but once I heard his voice, I was yeah. like, oh, man, that fits. And I was so, so well. confused because the one time I opened Twitter in the past like 48 hours was I opened Twitter and I saw Wayne Brady was trending <laughs> and I didn't look at it. I was like, all right, uh, I'll figure that out later. I don't care. And then I, I, I checked today's like news notes. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. And I'm excited for this. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he does um, a good job. It's it looks good. I'm I'm really excited. Every time I see a celebrity trending, I think they either did something awful or they died. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's, which it's one either is? one of the two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would say you know I'm I'm really excited now. I'm actually super hyped to see Cuphead when it comes out. Now the question I have is: Does Cuphead the show come out first, or does the DLC release first? Oh, the show. The bet the on the show. Probably. Bet on the show. It seems like the DLC is still a little ways off. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But I, I don't think we have a ton to say about this. There will be more coming out on this soon. Oh, yeah, of course, when it does come out, the DLC, for sure. Yeah, but for know, now. Yeah. And look forward probably to a Cuphead show discussion whenever whenever the show releases and we can all watch it. I'll keep up with you guys on that one. I can't. I don't have time for four seasons of Castlevania right now. Oh, Dude, the first season's four episodes. I promise you, you do. It flies by in no you time. You got it. It's they're like 22-minute episodes. You have to watch this show, Steve. I, I want to watch it. So it's, good. I absolutely yeah. want to watch it, but four seasons yeah. of anything in my life, like even four naturally occurring seasons in time, feel like too much for me to bear. So <laughs> it is, yeah. it is I'll say I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that one, because I actually I watched season one right when it came out, and I loved it. I watched part of season two, and I just happened to, uh, something came up, and I just stopped watching it. And I tried going back a couple days ago, and I was like, there's so much here. Man, yeah, it's, I don't have time right now. I want is, to, but I don't have time. generally considered the best one, too. I am paralyzed yeah, too, by exactly. backlog anxiety with that show now. I'm just like, oh, well, <laughs> that's a lot of show to watch. I guess I'm just not going to start. It's like when well, you look at a thankfully- really dirty house, and you're like, where do I clean first? Yeah, right. <laughs> what do I do? Just burn it and start over. 
Yeah. Thankfully, it isn't like hour-long episodes, though, and it's not full-length seasons. I yeah. think I think the, yeah. the the maximum length of any season is ten episodes, 10. and they're all like twenty-two minute length episodes. Nice. So they're it's but definitely 10, more 10, digestible. 22 minutes, at, twenty-two minute episodes is two hundred minutes. That's like for sure. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. It, it's just weird, like because I can find that yeah. time for other stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Like I can, yeah. you know, the other night I was like, man, PSO two is looking good. I'm gonna play that for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that it's, it's my just where fault. Where the priorities go? Yeah, it is also more difficult in a house with a lot of people in it. You know, I got a bunch of kids, I got a wife, and finding time to take over the TV is, in my experience, more difficult. I can play PSO because it's right here on my monitor, and I'm like, oh well, no mm. one sits here but me. <laughs> no one wants this. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited to watch Castlevania at some point. We're gonna have a little bit more to talk about Castlevania later on in the show. Uh, before we move on, though, we do have a $5 super chat from Kirindas. Kirindas uh, says, hi, just curious, are you risking the Ubisoft stream because of the infamy with copyright strikes in previous years? Yes, we are. Um, yes. Speaking a little bit about Ubisoft, uh, they have been a great partner to the channel. They've reached out to us multiple times since we started saying like, hey, if you need anything from us, we got you. You know, we'll take care of whatever you need. Uh, they have a great uh public relations team that helps us with anything that we have questions about and if they did strike us i would feel very comfortable coming to them and saying like hey we were just rebroadcasting your show like could right. could you mm-hmm. take the strike down and i'm sure that they would do everything they could to help us out with that uh they're a great partner for gvg and i'm i'm not worried i'm just not uh yeah. i i i guarantee just like everything else we stream like we got seven claims or not strikes claims i always try to make that <laughs> difference known uh, from from Jeff Keeley's show, so oh, wait, I thought we only got three. I'm in the process of clipping those out, so we're not. It's not claimed anymore, but the, the processing on that takes forever. Yeah, it takes hours. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe maybe it was just three. I don't know. I saw like five or six emails come through, so I assumed they were all the same thing. I just stopped reading. Oh. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I just closed closed Gmail. I was like, I don't want to read this. Mm-hmm. This is depressing. <laughs> and it's exactly what we thought it would be. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all the same stuff we called out as being claimed during the show. Anyway, Mm -hmm. speaking of E3 reveals, uh, turns out we have five more that I didn't even know were coming. Uh, So let's throw those on screen. Uh, So Xseed has revealed their E3 2021 lineup, and I know some of you all are like, what the hell is an Xseed? But they're they're a niche Japanese publisher. They make, honestly, a lot of really great games. Uh, I know that we have some Rune Factory fans in the chat. So I wanted to throw this up for you. Rune Factory 5 is coming early 2022. Uh, Shadowverse, which is not something I'm super familiar with, is coming out on August 10th. Uh, And on July 20th, a... (laughs) A franchise that is like one of my guilty pleasures, Akiba Strip, is coming out uh, on July 20th. I One of the first games that I ever reviewed was Akiba Strip on the PS4. And it is like a weird 3D action game where y- you beat people up until they're naked. I don't really know how to describe it another way. That's just kind of what happens. Uh, but one of the things that drew me into the series was uh, in the early, early days of Steve Bowling covering games, I had a Twitch channel. It was not good. But uh, <laughs> on that Twitch channel, like uh, I played a lot of Akiba Strip because it had one of the first examples that I can think of in a packaged release that had like a Twitch plugin where people in the chat oh. could could interact with the game. So they could like spawn mm-hmm. enemies, they could spawn weapons for you. And it was one of the most fun times I had on my PlayStation 4 just because... I mean, the small group of people that I could get to come to my Twitch streams way back then 
would would totally randomize the game for me and make it just this enjoyable, hectic, crazy experience. And I'm deeply hopeful that something similar is in this latest entry in the series. Um, and honestly, it's kind of just a competent 3D action game, of which I feel there aren't many left. Uh, Exceed is also involved in a ton of other great properties. Uh, Sakuna of Rice and Rune was an Exceed oh, game. Oh, Sakuna. Um, yeah. No More Heroes 1 and 2 are Exceed games, which means No More Heroes 3 was likely uh, Exceed will be involved with that somehow. Uh, so they may have some pretty hype announcements in these three TBA slots that they're not showing yet. But June 14th, uh, they'll have they'll have a closer look at Occupus Trip, Hellbound, and Debriefed. <laughs> Debriefed. Anyway, <laughs> and on June fifteenth, they'll be they'll be doing a presentation. Uh, I don't. I, I assume hashtag SVCB is is Shadowverse uh, with special guest Joe Zieha. I don't know who that is. <coughs> Maybe that's voice, actor voice, for voice actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse Claude me. Fire um, emblem though. So presumably we'll get these three question mark, uh, you know, announcements filled out during that presentation, which we will not be reacting to, though, because that's right during TNT on Monday. So we um, oh, no, that's on. Yeah, yeah. Monday. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so it's right during TNT. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll find out more during the show. But yeah, we won't be reacting to it. Uh, but right. I, I will be hitting them up to find out more about the game just because it's a series I like. And and I haven't told anybody this, but we do have a Twitch channel. We just don't use it. So maybe this will be a great opportunity for me to get that started and, and try it out. But um, yeah, Exceed Games. Uh, E3 is going to E3, and even the smaller publishers are going to have things to show. Uh, but I have a feeling all of us, all of us are going to have more to talk about this next announcement. So I'm going to go ahead and throw that up on the screen here. Oh, and we did get a $5 super chat, but the message was retracted. So I don't know what you wanted to say, Colt D. I'm sorry. Uh, but yes. for now, I'll read message retracted. Thank you, though, Colt right. Yes, thank you for your $5 super chat. We appreciate you. Um, this comes from Tails' channel and and sort of kind of indirectly from Sega themselves. Uh, so basically, uh, Katie, I, I, I'm just going to say Katie from Sega. I neglected to write down her last name. But uh, she has mentioned that Sonic Colors Ultimate may be featured at E3 2021 next week. Um but she basically said that there may be information, but she uh, she said, I would tune into that. So kind of <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, implying that, yes, there will be more information about Sonic Colors Ultimate at the show. Uh, she also had a little bit more to say about Sonic Central, saying that the format might return. Uh, but she was right. pretty candid in saying that there was no follow-up in the works just yet that there was not another sonic central being planned right now which i mean to be real to be fair i think that that's pretty reasonable i mean nintendo doesn't do right. a direct and then immediately start you know putting together the next direct it's not like console r&d it doesn't take as long of course um, i still kind of think another sonic central is coming it, it, i mean they they did seem to pretty confidently position that as the vehicle for yeah. sonic news going forward so i feel like i still expect to see another one Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. didn't they say something like see you in the next one or, or something like that? Or at the beginning, they, they called something it like a series of updates? Or... Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect avenue to talk more about Sonic 2022. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. I agree. I and I think it would be, I think what's really going to make Sonic Central kind of a cemented thing that we expect in the same vein as a state of play or a Nintendo Direct is when they inevitably announce Sonic Mania 2 at one of these. 
I feel like Sonic yeah. Rangers is going to be another 3D Sonic game that generates hype in in the lead up to its release and then disappears from the public consciousness very quickly, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think it's going to break the mold. I don't want to claim that one yet. It's hard to say. I think mm-hmm. if they if they come upon something good cuz we got, you know, we got those little details and that was from you know, a year and a half ago at this point, so it's entirely possible or is it a year and a half ago? It was just six months ago. Either way, it was from a while ago, but by the time the game comes out, uh, they have plenty of time to fix those issues that they were talking about and could be good. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I want to have hope, which is foolish, but I, I do because, you know, you, you don't want to see Sonic <laughs> have bad games. You want to see him have, you know, something fun. Doesn't always happen, but it's, um, you know, it's nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main thing is I just if they can give us anything with like a, a relatively decent replayability, I don't think much else really matters. Like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be this gangbusters game it at this point. Like Yakuza sells more than Sonic. It's not you know it is what it is. And whatever whatever they throw out, as long as I can play it a couple times, you know, come back to it, just chill with it, I don't really care. If it's like weird you know werehog or whatever it is um i just hope it's not as safe as forces was it's not as though forces was the worst game ever it was just very subpar and disappointing because it just it it was basically it it echoes something that came before but was worse in every way than the thing that came before and it was it just played it so safe and you know even if even if rangers ends up being disappointing in some way multiple ways i don't know i just hope it, it's more memorable than forces was and, and just tries something bold right and you know based on those on those was it uh, 4chan leaks yeah the 4chan leak that we reported on it does seem as though they're going to try something new hopefully it goes well we'll see i just hope it stands out in my mind more than forces does because forces was just kind of a fart in the wind in, in the end and it took <laughs> four years to get here yeah yeah I I uh I I haven't played Forces and I I need to. It's I've got it installed on my PS5 now just you because really you guys don't told me I'm not sure. to. Need is a strong word look, for look, when it comes to Sonic Forces. Let me let me throw out there. Uh, there was a time where I reviewed like each PlayStation Plus game every month on on my channel. Just that was a oh, cool. thing I did for fun. Uh, I did that for several years. The only game that I did not do for like three years was Sonic Forces. I made my friend do it for me because I didn't. <laughs> I did not care. I was like, wow. I'm either going to read fan fiction or he's going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. no i'm good sorry damn <laughs> damn that is brutal i i feel like i, I don't know i i, I want to try it just out of morbid i own it in on two platforms and i haven't played it uh <laughs> which is probably it's a sonic, nice but it, it looks nice and the, the soundtrack's great but that's sonic of course the soundtrack's great unless you're talking about chronicles but yeah i mean it's not as though there are no redeeming qualities it's just so unremarkable and so just subpar really yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I still want to try it. But what I did read from those leaks on 4chan, which we have every reason to believe those are legitimate. They predate the reveal yeah. of Rangers by six months. Like, how could they not be? <laughs> um, but I do uh, I, I do like what I read, you know, like an open world Sonic with some bosses with with kind of some light RPG elements. It doesn't sound bad on paper to me. It really doesn't. Uh, you know, the soundtrack going hard. That that's Sonic. Like I, I, I think it sounds like there's a lot of potential in the premise for Sonic Damn. Rangers. Um over time I've learned not to trust Sega or the current iteration of Sonic Team to stick the landing on a good idea though. And that's really right. unfortunate. Like 
You know, I, I hate to say it because, I mean, I, I wish Sonic would get outsourced at this point. I, I truly wish some other development team could get their hands on Sonic and try something. Uh, because mm -hmm. we see a lot of inspiring stuff in the fan base. Like, fan games come out that, that seem to get really close to a good, marketable idea. Um, you know, and they a lot of them do a good job of capturing the sense of speed and inertia that Sonic that Sonic is known for in a 3D space. And I would really love to play a game like that, which is why I'm kind of excited for Rangers. I feel like maybe they've looked at some of those fan games and maybe learned some things. Um, yeah, the, the thing I would like from Rangers is because, you know, <laughs> from that fortune, like, we know that there is some sort of open world-ish thing going on. I'm not going to say open world, but something open world-ish. And if you can just capture the feeling of being Sonic and running fucking fast in a big open field, that alone is pretty exciting for me. Obviously, you have to have a whole game around that, and I get that. But I would just love the idea of having a wide open area just to run around to Sonic in and truly, you know, feel fast. I think that that alone carries some excitement. I but, agree. yeah, I, I want to see the whole thing come together. And I, I wouldn't put too much stock in the fact that that Fortune, uh, you know, focus test leaker said it wasn't fun. I believe them, but that was also back in January, and this yeah. game isn't coming out till 2022. I don't know how much stock you can put in that early a build not being fun. They do have yeah. a lot of time to refine it and build sure. it up and I, And I, I will say that one thing I really like is that Sega recognized that they needed to show this game to people outside the company to get perspective on whether or not it is fun, right? Because that's the whole point of a focus group test is like letting them play a vertical slice and saying like, hey, does this work? Does it suck? And thankfully, you know, it sounds like at least one person gave their honest opinion of it. Like, it's not good, you know? Um, yeah. And Sega bringing in people probably speaks to a bit of introspection there saying like, hey, we, we know we've missed the mark with the last few 3D Sonics. <laughs> like, maybe we need to ask the fans, you know, what if they really like it. Interestingly, um, I got an email from Sega, not a PR email, not... Not related to GVG or business. I got an email from Sega at my personal email address that, you know, the, the folks that I work with at Sega don't know, asking me if they could interview me about Sonic. So nice. I'm interested I think I've to see one where of those that too, goes. Um, yeah. I, I responded and they're like, what days are you free? I'm like, for you guys, anytime. <laughs> I was yeah, like, let's talk. Awesome. <laughs> so I, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say, I think that was related to uh, if you filled out any of the Sega surveys they do after the releases of their games, they, they send those out usually to a lot of people because I think I've gotten one of those. I don't know that it was about Sonic, um, but it was about something. So they send those those pretty frequently. Uh, that's the one thing Sega's pretty good at. Nice. Um, it, it, not, well, that's not the one thing. That's a thing, I should say, that they're mm -hmm. good at. They're good at many things. Um, but as far as like taking criticism, we don't see that with Sonic very much from them. So if that was mm -hmm. Sonic, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. They haven't gotten back to me yet, um, so I'm hopeful. I, I do want to read a couple Wait, things out of our patron like, chat. Oh, go ahead. They took the, criti they took the criticism, but like, nah, they're full of crap. We like what we did. <laughs> nah, like, it's the fans who are wrong. Like yeah. Nintendo when I dunked on Star Fox Zero all those years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, real quick, uh, our, our birthday boy and fellow scientist, uh, Yu Narukami in the patron chat says, Remember, Steve, if Sonic isn't fat, his games aren't good. Hashtag fat mascot gang. I agree. Oh, you, you can't no. you can't you can't deny the facts. Too reductive, man. Ah. Um <laughs> and then uh Becca's Live also says, play it with one of your kids, it makes it so much better. I do find that I can play games that I probably would not tolerate otherwise uh with my kids, and and it adds a certain level of enjoyment to it. Um 
or or it can even kind of revive a game I'm not that deep into anymore. Uh, we were playing um, Mario Kart, which I, I kind of graduated from. Like, you know, it's not a game I whip out unless there's a lot of people around to play it with or I'm playing online with our patrons. And I found mm-hmm. a whole new level of enjoyment in that just playing it with my family very recently. Uh, so, yeah, I get that. Nice. It's fun. You'll um, see, Derek. <laughs> Give it a few years. <laughs> also, one one two in our patron live audience chat. Uh, completely, I completely forgot about this, but they say when I was talking about Sonic open worldish being exciting, they say, "Well, Sonic was in Zelda that one time in Lost World with a decently <laughs> open stage." I totally forgot about that crossover zone. I've been wanting, and I'm, I'm reminding myself looking at. Uh, yeah, I played fun. it, and I'm looking at uh, footage right now, and it was actually really fun. I remember that now. Thank you for the reminder. That was actually really cool and kind of a proof uh, proof of concept of what I'm saying, I think. What, what yeah. a crossover. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Before, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, one thing I wanted to say regarding the focus testing thing is there was a really uh, choice comment that um, a game designer that uh, I've talked about a couple times on my channel, Mike Stout, he worked on uh, the early Ratchet games. He worked on Crash 4. He's, he's uh, done. He's been around the industry. Was he mentioned that there was one time where uh, they had to change a, a 2D gameplay gimmick from one of the Ratchet games from like a Mega Man X style like full game within a game to, to scale it oh. down because of response to focus tests. And there were fans at that point in time that had heard him say that and said, oh, so if the fans were dumb and it was too hard for them and therefore they had to dump it down. But he said, you know, a focus test shows that as a game designer, you're not explaining something well enough. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It means that it's poorly explained because they're playing these often like, you know, gray boxed, like there's no detail, there's no art done. Um, so it may have been this focus tester six months ago playing on a on a flat textured gray landscape running around and saying it's not fun. So, right. you know, to to give them credit where it's due or, or defense where it's due, I guess, uh, it's it's worth keeping that in mind that like he was a focus tester, he or she was a focus tester. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that what they played was even close to what they were planning for the final product. It right. it may have been a six month old build at that point. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Well said. All right. Before we, before we move on, so we've, we've talked a lot about building games and how they're made. So I think you know where we're going with this, but we have a few super chats. Uh, skull kid tiger with a $5 super chat says a wild skull kid tiger has appeared. Don't force my hand at fight a founder guys. Oh man, uh, not it. Multiplayer not it. Is there? Yeah, I don't think there is. If I remember correctly, uh, hope, I hope there isn't. And I, if it I, is, it couldn't be online. I doubt. I would not know. <laughs> uh, and it sounds like I should be grateful for that. Uh, Bongo lover again with a Canadian five dollar donation. Welcome back, by the way, Bongo lover. Uh, Sonic, don't you mean Bongo's thirty year old rival who's been going through a crisis of life? <laughs> I <laughs> wow, you're digging deep into GVG lore. Yeah. I don't remember when we talked about midlife crisis Sonic, but. <laughs> He's still there, still fighting with his ex-wife in my heart. Um, yeah. Thank you, by the way, for the uh, $5 Super Chat. We appreciate that. Thank uh, you so much. Goon with, with a $10 Super Chat. That that feels almost insulting to read out, but I trust that you enjoy being called Goon. Um, <laughs> says, nice to finally make it to a live show. Hands down, my favorite gaming news channel. Also, get well, Steve. I hear them sneezes, LOL. Yeah, uh, the sneeze was just like, I don't know. I live in Arizona. We're made of 85% dust here. Um, but I am getting over kind of a cold, so that's why I'm coughing quite a bit. Uh, and I don't have a drink because I was stupid and didn't grab one right before the show. Um, but I, I'm feeling okay. Thank you for the concern, though. I really appreciate it. 
uh, late night sprites with a $5 super chat says the scientist has a point. I already had to talk myself into accepting donut Drake. Isn't in the uncharted movie. Hashtag donut Drake is best Drake. I didn't know that donut Drake was a thing, but I love it. It's it's oh. he, they took it out of four and it was a big deal to me. Like it oh, hurt man. me personally. I feel, I'm working like it, on my donut bod for sure. <laughs> right. Right. But um, um, donut yeah, donut now Drake, I need to look that up. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's, I have it's no idea. I'm, I'm Googling on, right now. On the oh, PS4, no, no, it's a speed run Drake. mode, I believe. It's basically just uh, Fat Drake, just, right? Oh, yeah. my it's, God. It's, just a, yeah, it's just a, like a character model swap, basically. He, he was the tutorial character in the Uncharted card game uh, that, that was on Vita, oh, by the way. He? Oh, I didn't you, know that. Yeah, he was the oh, first yeah. one. I'm pretty sure he's the first one you play. Or not the tutorial. He's like the first like level one guy that you face in the, the I... dumb Uncharted card game. I absolutely want to play a game as Donut Drake now. I Now that I've seen him. I feel like they also pitch his voice down. Oh, do they? So they they, oh, they pitch shift him down like thirty percent, so he sounds like warbled. It's it's really good. And then they took him out of four for uh, artistic license, and I, I get it. But like, put fat trick in. I could also see somebody being like, so... is, it, "Is it considered fat shaming or not?" That's what I was gonna say. It, the, the humor might be in slightly bad taste, especially now. It, it just might not translate. It, it does have shades of fat shaming to it. I was kind of thinking that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's so, there. I mean, he's he's not different. It's just it's it's like yeah. a big head mode almost. It's it's more just making. It's just yeah. It's played for last, but yeah, he doesn't play any differently from regular Drake. Yeah, his hitbox is the same. Important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. of course important. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely and Donut Drake was definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I I think that it, you know I mean I wouldn't laugh at it for the nature of it. I just like the idea of of fat characters in games in general. Like I, I genuinely. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and it doesn't extend just to just to humans. Obviously, mascots are are my my thing. That's but, true. Um, yeah, fat Sonic, classic Sonic. Yeah, yeah Fat Sonic, Fat Pikachu, <laughs> which Seth Everman yeah. agrees with. Um, all right. Go. Anyway, we could keep going, but we got a couple other super chats to read, a couple other stories to do, uh, places to be, people to see, chicken to eat. You know the drill. Anyway, Blade Blur with a two dollars super chat oh, says, Blade "You guys Blur. are great. Thank you for having Bolt on. We're lucky to have him." Yeah, I mean. Hi, Blade Blur. I honestly, when I reached out to him, like, oh, God, he's going to be so busy working on his review. And he's like, no, you caught me a good time. I'm done. No, I was (laughs) was literally about to postpone it because I was like, I don't feel like doing this today. Like, I want to play more of this game. Yeah, (laughs) I'm good. There you go. I mean, to be fair, if there's ever a reason to ditch us, it's for it's for Rift Apart for sure. I would I would definitely uh, not not begrudge you that. Uh, (laughs) Diamond Death with a five dollar super chat says thoughts on the new Netflix Resident Evil news. I'm getting torn apart by people online. Also, who is the guest? Sorry for being dumb. Well, as we just mentioned, it is Kevin from the Golden Bolt. Hi. Hi. Um, he is he is the world's resident Ratchet and Clank expert, or at least the, the expert in well, my world. Well, um, thanks. That's high yeah. praise. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, as far as Resident Evil Netflix, I'm actually not sure. Did either of you guys I, know? I, 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 think think I've that was the CG one. A, <laughs> it's a live action one. Know. Oh, it's a live action only, oh, one. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> the only thing I've seen is that they cast a black actor for West. Uh, for yeah, that's West what Coast. I assume people are and upset I'm, about. I'm which... Guessing that's why people are upset. Which, and if they are, <laughs> fuck them. Straight, straight, straight up. Guess what? Nobody complained about. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Samuel, if that's what they're upset about. Fuck them. Nick Fury was is white in the main universe of uh, yeah. Marvel, but they you know. They specifically had him designed after Samuel L. Jackson in the Ultimate Universe. And they're like, no, that's cool. We want Samuel L. Jackson. And also, yeah. Lance Reddick is a damn badass actor, man. He's a great actor. So mm-hmm. if that's what people are upset about, and I assume that's what it is. I mean, look up here's, whatever. Here's Don't the care. other part of it. 
like I like Resident Evil. I don't love. I'm not a super fan, but I like Resident Evil. But Wesker is such a video game ass character design. Like there's mm. there's no way you make a real person look like him and feel anything but but laughter when you see him. Like if a real person oh. walked around in like Matrix cosplay with like a blonde flat top and shades, you wouldn't be like mm-hmm. this is the bad guy. You'd be like this is a guy that's co- comic relief. Oh no, Lance yeah. Reddick is almost better because I I didn't realize he was the um. I don't. I want to say concierge, but the guy at the desk in John Wick is like, oh my yes. god, he's awesome, especially yep. in the third movie. So. And as Blur points out, he's also in Horizon Zero Dawn. He plays a key character in that game too. Which oh, is awesome. shoot, that's oh. right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, he's awesome. He was also in Lost, and I'm like a huge Lost fan. Wait, he was when it was. Yeah, he played a, a bit character in Lost. Yeah, this is this is a lot huh. of information coming at me quick. All right, right. Speaking of information, we got to get back to the news, but we do have one last super chat quoting. A very intelligent person, Adam O'Sullivan, with a one pound ninety nine pence donation, says, "Fat mascots are better. It's just science." <laughs> I know where you got nice. that, my friend, and I'm impressed. All right, love it. Moving on, we talked about how to build a good Sonic game. Now let's talk about how to build our own games. You remembered the seg too. Wow, yeah, you yeah, held nice. on to that one. I'm holding it in. All right, so <laughs> this comes uh, by way of Nintendo America surprise, or or rather not surprise. Uh, Ratchet and Clank isn't the only thing that released today. Nintendo released their own game building game, Game Builder Garage, and more importantly, because I'm not going to lie, Game Builder Garage, exciting though it may be to people like me, is kind of a hard sell. They released a free demo. So, uh, not a ton to say about this, but I think it's a smart move. Uh, Getting Game Builder Garage out there for people to try, I think, is a really important step because this is not the type of game where I think most people are going to look at it and say, oh, I want to try that. (laughs) Uh Yeah, especially especially this week because this is a, you know, despite it being E3, we're getting a lot of big releases between Ratchet & Clank, Intergrade, Guilty Gear Strive, and now game builder garage um that's a lot of competition oh and, and ninja gaiden i completely right. forgot about the ninja, ninja gaiden, gaiden the stuff. utterly terrible pc port um, <laughs> i've heard yeah it's um, like you have to type in the resolution yourself they're, they're like just enter oh what God. you want it to look like and i want it to run at 76 pixels like horizon <laughs> yeah. uh-huh this is a harder sell just because you do have to make your own game. And I, I've heard uh, other reviewers are having difficulty well, reviewing it because there's not a lot of other games out there and there's only so much you can do for yourself. So, yeah, I think yeah. the demo is a really good idea on Nintendo's part. It, it is so. a good idea. I wish. I, I don't know. I, I, Nintendo fortunately sent me a copy of the game this morning. Thanks, Nintendo. Um so I, but I haven't gotten that far into it because I've been working today and then prepping for the show. Uh, but I did, for the purpose of this discussion, play through a little bit of it, like the very first lesson, uh, right before the show started. Uh, some quick notes: I really like that I can use a mouse to control the game. So when you're in docked mode, because it's, it's really a lot cool. of pointing and clicking and dragging and moving things, that doesn't feel too great on Joy-Con, like because it's holding a button and moving an analog stick, whereas you can just use a mouse and click and drag, and it's 10 times faster. Uh, So I really appreciate that they thought of that. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, I think discoverability is going to be a major problem for Game Builder Garage. Not being able to just go into the game and say, hey, show me all the popular stuff uh, that that people are making. Show me, you know, a Mario Maker type ranking system or or discoverability system would be very welcome here. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
I think that in in a month or two, we'll probably see game devs that are fans of Nintendo putting out small, like, micro-sized creations on Game Builder Garage. But I, I just don't think it's going to get the traction Nintendo hopes it will. That being said, I, I hope I'm wrong, just because it could be exciting. Oh, wow. But Jet Set says the Nintendo Life's review, they said you can't make your own art assets, which really killed it for them. Uh, yeah, mm. so during the preview that I got from the Treehouse... Uh, they showed me that you could draw like very simple textures, like think Animal Crossing flags, and that's what you have. Ah. Uh, but oh. you can't like make a Mario model or make a Master Sword, you know, like you can't build brand new things. Right. So, yeah. it's Which, I mean, that's, that's understandable to a degree. There has to be some practical limit on where they draw the line on what you can build, of course, just, you know, in terms of how deep are they really going to go with this. But I can also see that really having a chilling effect on creativity as well. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, so. it, the tech in here is seems pretty cool. <coughs> I don't think this is going to be much of a success. No. I'm just not getting that. I feeling. don't think so either. Now, I, I, yeah. Correct me. I, I, I've been completely out of the loop on this game because I saw it and said, nope, and, and walked away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's a lower price. It's like 30 right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and do they have any actual, like, pre-built games on there for you to kind of break down and play a la little big planet or no kind of so there are seven lessons and as you go through the lesson you're building a game and when you're done with the lesson you do have a game that has essentially been programmed by nintendo but they stepped you through building it yourself kind of labo style so you go through and by the time you're finished with the lesson you do have a playable finished product and you get seven of those, but then the rest of it is just go on social media and see what people are sharing. They can share out codes that get their game for you, but it's not, right. it's honestly kind of, for a game that's all about building things, you think they might bolt on a uh, a sharing you would function? Think. Yeah, that, would that's, hope. The, yeah. that's a death knell. It, it kind of reminds me of the 3DS version of Super Mario Maker, how it didn't mm. have, well, yeah. actually, it's Super Mario Maker 1 in general, how there wasn't like a robust you know, course search feature within that game at all. And it's just like, why would you kneecap exactly the kind of game that is and not let people share their creations with one another? It's just, it's just, Nintendo makes some of the weirdest decisions when it comes to games like this. And in general, Mm -hmm. I guess that's fair. But especially when it comes to builder (laughs) games like this, they actively don't make it easy to share your creations with one another. And that's the whole point of games like this. I I love this. Captain Linebeck in the, uh, YouTube chat. Nintendo che- teaching you the harsh reality of marketing your game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, there. All right. Yeah. Well, I, we, we've probably talked enough. I will. I, so for those of you that are interested in Game Builder Garage, all eight of you, um, I will have a review out at some point. It's E3. It's horrible timing. We didn't get the game until yeah. today. So uh, it's definitely kind of lower on the totem pole of priorities. Uh, but I will put together something as soon as I figure out how to put together something in Game Builder Garage. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to have a lot more hype for this next announcement. So I'm going to go ahead and get that up on screen. Oh, yes. We talked about Castlevania, <laughs> and for good reason. Uh, so there is an all-new series uh, coming to Netflix. This was, again, part of the DMCA nightmare we call Geeked Week, uh, or that they called Geek <laughs> Geeked Week. Um, so it's going to be starring Richter Belmont, who is the son of... Is that Sypha? 
and Trevor. Yeah, well, they it's, they messed up. They actually actual. had a they they had a, a addendum to that. It was actually pretty funny because everybody's like, "The son? How old is he?" Because it like it was set during the fourteen hundreds for Sypha and Trevor, and oh. seventeen ninety two for the next one. They're like, "How does that work?" Um, but then they updated with like, "Oh, it's great, 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 great grandson." And just put Sypha and Trevor. Yeah, of Sypha and Trevor. I mean, all right, cool. Yeah. I mm, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so happy. To, this is exactly what I wanted from this. I want more Castlevania anime. I want more in that universe. I can't say enough great things about this show. Mm, can't wait. I'm, I'm impressed it's in the same universe. I wasn't sure with the way it ended, it, the, the series ended, mm-hmm. um, just because it felt very complete <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way that you wouldn't right. expect. Um, it's also one of those things where... Um, I've seen some people upset that they've skipped Simon Fair. Right. Uh, but I also think uh, the, and I think everybody who has that complaint knows why they did this. They want to keep Alucard. They not may not, they may not be able to keep Siphon and uh, Trevor, but right. dang it, they're going to have Alucard in there. <laughs> nice. and, exactly. uh, yeah. That is a thing. Um, I'll be honest. I, I, I won't go into season four spoilers or anything like that, but I think the main villain of this whole thing, at least for the first season, if they're setting it up to follow the games a bit more, we're gonna we're getting Shaft. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. It's gonna be it's Shaft, I think. Shaft yeah. and the Ghost of Shaft, and then all yeah this stuff. Honestly, totally I'd love that they get more of the classic like movie monster type stuff to get the mummy and the the, the Frankenstein monster, the, the creature and whatnot, Medusa. I think that'd mm-hmm. be kind of fun. And as uh, as Evernight Studio and uh, sorry, who was it? Uh, well, Evernight Studio. Oh, and uh, I think Bolt Mouse in, in the YouTube chat pointed out there isn't as much where Simon is concerned about overall lore in terms of universe building. Oh, it's Gregster One Hundred One saying Simon's story is just a Belmont versus Dracula, whereas you know Richter, there's more going on with Alucard, as you were saying, Derek. So I think that could be one reason they skipped over Simon as well, is this, there's just not as much to build up around Simon him. doesn't have a supporting cast, and they were able to pull from Curse right. of Darkness with uh, the, the Trevor Trevor stuff. Right. Um, but uh, Richter, the fact we're getting Maria, and after what they did with Sypha, oh, I am so, so down to see. Oh, Maria's going to be so cool, I What bet. they do oh, with man. Maria. Yeah. I'm hyped. So I guess the first question, since I know neither neither Steve nor uh, uh, oh god, uh, Golden Kevin. Bolt has Kevin. Kevin, thank you're, you. No, you're you're good. I I am currently I am trying to pay as much attention as I can, but my dog is currently trying to play, so no. I have been trying to keep him quiet the whole way. Oh, oh it's, it's 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 perfectly fine. Um, I I uh, I know you haven't watched the series, but have you played? Um, uh, God, I'm blanking on now. Rondo of Blood. Yeah. I have played like the first level of Rondo of Blood. Uh, Castlevania is one of my like blind spots as far as games go. That's like the one where like I've played a couple. Like I played Bloodstained. I played all the Bloodstains, um, but I just haven't gone back to classic Castlevania or Symphony. I want to soon, but mm-hmm. it's been one of those where I'm like, one of these days I'm just going to go through all the main ones, and I just haven't yet. I've done it. It's good. Fair time. enough. Yeah, it's it, it's certainly a series to get to whenever you can. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, we all have those blind spots for sure. Um, something that I think Derek will agree with as well, Drew Manian in the YouTube YouTube chat says, I just want a Soma season in five years. Me too. I want the I mean, story of 1999 
in an anime. That would be. I'll be honest. In the same universe. Just I want to see it. Honestly, if they were just sticking with the Alucard stuff, Soma does make the most sense at the next one. It Although, does actually. Good point. Yeah. Though I think with the popularity of it, I think we get Shinoa. Mm, Shinoa is super popular. Yeah, that's true. I just want to see. I want to see Julius's story. I want to see the story of 1999 in any form, game, anime, just in general. But I know that's something a lot of Castlevania fans want. Mm. I'm gonna have to take your word on that. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. sounds awesome. I, I, I'm I'm like your your backseat Castlevania fan who played Symphony of the Night and was like, "That's a good game." I'll see this series <laughs> again in 28 years. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, I. I I've heard universally the praise for the series. I'm excited for this new series as well. I just need to, like, again, it just furthers my backlog anxiety about Castlevania on Netflix. We so. have time. We didn't even get a trailer. We didn't even have, a, like, character designs. It literally just showed Trevor and Cypher, so... It All probably right. won't debut until at least 2022. Well, imagine. as I like yeah. to say, whenever anything new gets announced for something I haven't started yet... Thanks for giving me more time. <laughs> so, um, speaking speaking of things that uh, have something to do with time, let's get our next story up on the screen. And I guess IGN has an expo now. I don't I don't know what this is. Twenty twenty one is somehow weirder than twenty twenty. But arcade <laughs> this comes courtesy of IGN and our good friend Cat Bailey, friend of the channel. Uh, arcade One Up has revealed that Turtles in Time, a Street Fighter Two Champion Edition tri- tribute. And the Simpsons arcade game, among others, are are coming. And goddamn, like beautiful. <laughs> this is the easiest way to empty my bank account. Like just knowing uh-huh. that that they're going to be releasing some of my favorite arcade cabinets. And Arcade One Up, if I remember correctly, does kind of limited runs of these. Like they do mm-hmm. a couple production runs, and then they're just gone forever. And so you have to snap them up like as soon as they come out if you want them. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, I I just it's I don't ex- even have room. It's like six hundred bucks though, but yeah, yeah. You just don't have the room. Yeah. I don't I, have room. If I had the room for these, I would totally get at least. I want Turtles in Time is what I want. I see if, at least I one bare wall one in your room, Ash. You could put one up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can get it. <laughs> yeah, but we are on the fifth floor, so getting it up here it'd be kind of a pain in the get ass. A crane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But no, honestly, I, I love the idea of having one of these. Um, Six hundred bucks, obviously, it's a bit pricey, but what you're getting for that is, I think, pretty pretty legit. So, and I've I've only ever heard good things about Arcade One Up uh, in I, terms of like, same. yeah, yeah, the quality I, of their products. I've heard good things. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on either. Uh, I've no, heard. Please. I've heard good things. I thought I saw someone on Twitter. Uh, I don't know who this was, so I'm sorry to whoever it was that uh, mentioned it. That they mentioned that like a Simpsons arcade board is less expensive, like by a lot, than getting the arcade one up. So if you had an empty cabinet, oh, really? you could just get a Simpsons that arcade board. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I again, that's one of those where I scrolled through Twitter a couple days ago and I saw it and I said cool and kept scrolling. <laughs> so I may uh-huh. be wrong about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I would love to get my hands on an original board. The one thing that I would say that I dislike, I mean, they do feel like they're getting way up there in price. Like 600 bucks is a lot for a single arcade machine that is not running original hardware. Like I, I kind of understand the value of retro arcade machines because they're like 20, 30 years old now and they're still functional, hopefully. And you know that and they're huge uh the arcade one-up machines are what like two-thirds scale or something like 60 percent so of the size yeah. of an original um so they, they're a little more 
you know, cost effective from a space perspective. Like we were just talking about how none of us have room for one of these smaller cabinets, but um, yeah, they're three quarter scale. Yeah, I kind of I wonder expect if like two hundred bucks so, so, to be the cap for something like this. Six. I wonder if it's a licensing like, yeah. thing because oh, yeah, two of definitely. these three are big licensing properties. Oh yeah, I wonder if maybe players on Team and T is wouldn't be quite as nice at that scaled down size though. That's really you're you're getting friendly with whoever, <laughs> whatever three hundred people you're yeah. playing well, with. The thing is, it, Turtles in Time kind of has the least value of all these because uh, the other ones they talked about is um, the Street Fighter one is actually features twelve Capcom games: Street Fighter Two Champion Edition, Hyper Fighting uh-huh. Edition, Turbo Edition. Uh, Super Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Darkstalkers, Darkstalkers Revenge, Darkstalkers 3, Saturday Night Night Slam Masters, Nice of the Round, Eco Fighters, Capcom Sports Club, and Muscle Bomber Duo. All on that one machine. God damn. In comparison to just Turtles in Time. Why would you say this to me, Derek? Damn you. Yeah, now I'm time. And then even that Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man Galaga one is featuring Galaga 88, Galaxian, Dig Dug Mm. 1 and 2, Mappy, Rally X, Rolling Thunder, Rompers, Tower of of Draga, and King of Balloon. So there's a lot more value in those. That's too bad, because it would be nice if Turtles in Time had the TMNT 89 game as well. Yeah, like the one that was TMNT 2 on uh, NES. I I agree with Kevin, though, that there's probably a huge licensing cost associated with the Turtles and the Simpsons machines, which is why there's just one game. But damn, you had me at Darkstalkers there, Derek. Like Darkstalkers (laughs) on an arcade cabinet. (laughs) Sign me the fuck up, man. I need that. I'm shit I, I could probably like evict a kid and find room for that <laughs> hey, this, is new, this is your new kid yeah you're you're a very good child but you're not dark stalkers you gotta go uh-huh. um yeah I, I i really want to i i feel like that's my middle age dream is just to have like a, an arcade somewhere in my home with a bunch of oh, cabinets yeah. and stuff like that like the evolution Get rid of the of... garage and or empty out mm-hmm. the garage and put in a bunch of arcades. oh no i, I live in arizona those things own. would burst into flames in my garage <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's probably a law against having flammable objects outside in arizona um mm-hmm. but yeah it's, it's it's i i really want these but i know like in my heart they're just deeply impractical for me to own um Right. And mm-hmm. and the thing that kind of turns me off of Arcade 1-Up, not in general, uh, but just that makes it more difficult to me to want them is, one, the, the cost difference between them and original authentic hardware is, is minimal. Or in some cases, uh, you know, as Kevin mentioned, it could be, yeah. you know, that the 1-Up is more expensive. And it's not like this is FPGA, like high-end hardware that's running these, <coughs> excuse me, that's running these games perfectly. It's emulation still. It's essentially mm-hmm. like a main box, and mm-hmm. pay, when you tell me six hundred bucks for a main box, I'm like, wow, that is really yeah. steep. <laughs> like, yeah, you're paying for the rap art at that point. Oh yeah, like yep. that's all you're paying for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, if it were up to me, if I could, you know, the 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 barrier of entry for me is that I'm not handy enough to be able to build a cabinet, but I definitely know how to build a main machine. <laughs> um, uh-huh. You know, if I could, if I could pay legally I, to obtain those ROMs, I would definitely just throw them on my PC and get like a good arcade joystick and have the same experience. And maybe mm-hmm. later down the line, pay somebody to craft me a cabinet because, and I'd come out on top. It would cost me a lot less. I guarantee it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's still cool for what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah. I disagree with you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we've we've got a couple super chats, and then we're going to close out the show with a final story. Um, Blade Blur with a $2 super chat says, Since the GBA turned 20, which, yes, it did. Happy birthday, Game Boy Advance. Thanks for making me remember my mortality. Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> oh, yeah. GBA game? Um, for me, it, it's a toss-up between the original Battle Network and uh, hey, nice and the port of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for some reason. I just dumped so much oh. time into that port. Is that scaled down or is that, is that screen crunched? Uh, I want to say it's screen crunched. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, I, I um, loved it though. It, it was ridiculous. It, it's a toss-up, but I'd have to either go Superstar Saga or Aria of Sorrow. Both excellent games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, Superstar Saga and Metroid Fusion come close. Minish Ooh, Cap is to go on. great, but yeah. for me, ultimately, it's going to be Mega Man Battle Network 3 is my favorite GBA game. I God, think. Metroid's up there, too. God. Metroid Fusion's fantastic, though. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. I feel zero, like... Zero Mission. I mean, yeah, you guys said Zero Mission, Minish Cap... I I might go with uh, an easy one, which is just the one I played the most, which was probably Pokemon Leaf Green. Like I, I had the original right, Gen two, one. but like going back yeah. to it, like I didn't get Gen three at all. I just didn't have the money for it when I was a kid. Mm. So that was the one that I put like you know thousand hours into it, put all my Pokemon over to gold, and then sold gold mm-hmm. <sighs> or hundred yeah, gold rather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once a GB, it's really hard to pick just one because there are so many. I mean, yeah, Battle Network three, but there's so many games that you could also just put oh, yeah, up there yeah. at the very top I, as well. As people are pointing out, like Minish Cap, Final Fantasy six Advance, Final Fantasy five yeah. Advance, Pokemon yeah. Emerald. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. That thing, that thing only had like three years, and it was just yeah. a like a, a burned super bright, and then then the mm-hmm. DS came out, and it's right. incredible. Then three years, oh, it got yeah. all that done. The Master Royal Factor was great. Yeah, that too. True. Mm. All right. We have one more super chat. Uh, $10 super chat from Sunset Aura says, as one not knowing IGN announces games through them, shout out to Doki Doki Literature Club Plus with a physical edition being announced at their event. I'm not sure any of you have played the original release, though. Guilty. I have not. I I have not either. But I've heard a lot about it. (laughs) I have not, but I saw... I. Just because I figured I'd never get a chance to play it, I watched the Game Grumps playthrough playthrough of it, and that's all I'll leave it at. Because I, this is the <laughs> game that is the epitome of you need to go in for yourself. Yes, I see. Anybody, I've like heard us that. discussing it is the worst thing that could possibly happen. <laughs> it is cool that it's coming to other systems. We'll have to just leave it at that because yeah, it is one of those games that you just have to see for yourself and yeah. the uh, cool things it does with the uh, with its <laughs> genre. Uh-huh. That is that is definitely one way to put it. All right. Thank you so much, Blade Blur and Sunset Aura, for the donations. Thank you. Yep. So with that, we have one final news story. And I don't really have a segue for this. I could probably make like a toss a con to your Witcher joke or something like that. But let's go ahead and get this on screen. And that is that CDPR and Netflix have announced that they are now launching a just a Witcher conference. Like a like an expo for the Witcher? I don't I like The Witcher. I, get, all right. I like The Witcher 3. Yeah. I like The Witcher show. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean, Apparently Witcher's great. a lot but, of Witcher stuff. Yeah. This is a way for Henry Cavill to get his dream of just uh-huh. being next to Geralt from the game on that promo art right there. That's the only thing yeah. I can think. Yeah. yeah. Which I, hey, Maybe. cool. I, if, if, if that's what he wanted, I don't even care. I would do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah, so I mean, cool. this is cool. Sure. 
Yeah, so the oh, the Witcher Con is all they've announced is that there will be more information on July 9th where they'll kind of outline what this is. But the implication is that it's a convention for fans of one specific franchise. So like imagine if Nintendo had Zelda Con and it was just like they didn't talk about anything else. They're just like, "Hey, Zelda, come come hang right. out with people that like Zelda." It I'm sure it will find some level of success, but mm-hmm. I mean, I feel the thing I think is going to happen is one, we'll see the next gen update for The Witcher 3. Yeah. But I feel mm-hmm. like if you're going to do a whole convention, two things have to come of it uh, a deeper look at The Witcher season two and an announcement at minimum of a follow up to The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 is an old ass game now. Like, it's been out for a long time. You think time. it's time for Witcher 4? Yeah, I, I totally think it's time for yeah. Witcher 4. Um, I imagine that there may be some overlap, too, with the uh, creator of The Witcher. Uh, I, I wish I knew his name, but the author of the books. Maybe mm-hmm. he's somehow involved. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd i be surprised because he... I, I'm pretty sure he's the one that hates The Witcher game series. Oh, I'm pretty know, sure <laughs> he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he licensed it out for a pretty cheap sum uh, and then got really mad when the games outsold the books. And no. I know the only reason I know this is that the Metro, the 2033 guy, like the writer, the guy who wrote the original books said, hey, shut up. Like, I, the only reason people read my books is because of the game. It, mm-hmm. It's good. You got money from it. Shut up. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I think I, I would be surprised if he was involved, but I think he may have. He may have signed off on the show. I was going to say, I think that they approached him and like redid his, his deal when the show was a thing. Okay. Because mm. I remember, I do remember very clearly because Kotaku had like an interview with him about the Witcher three, the game. And they were like, they, they published it in full, <clears throat> but it was him basically being like, I don't give a shit about any of this. I didn't get enough right. money for this. Fuck you. And, and that was it. That was like the whole interview. And I'm like, I, I respect that. <laughs> I respect that he didn't play the game. He's like, look, I didn't get enough money for this. They dragged me out here to talk to you. Who the fuck are you? I don't care. Give huh. me some more money and maybe I'll be I nice. Mean, <laughs> like, I mean, that's pretty much how Marvel treats the creators of all these characters <laughs> and storylines. So, yep. yeah, that's wrong. True. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I would. Uh, I would definitely uh, love to meet that person, like like face to face, and just find. Like he sounds like he'd be a cool person to have a drink with. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, WitcherCon coming soon. Maybe maybe we'll we'll find out more about a follow up to The Witcher Three. I think that would be a really cool thing to learn. Um, and and to close out the show, we have one final super chat. Uh, Calico Plus with a five dollars super chat says, "You walk into The WitcherCon, it's an empty room." Only Henry Cavill is there. He holds a PS5 and The Witcher 4 in his hands. Then you wake up. I wouldn't believe it. I would know that's wrong because I know that Henry Cavill is a hardcore PC gamer and he, his people would turn on him if he held up a PS5. Oh, man. <laughs> the PS5. There you go. He's like, I've sold uh, out. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, with with that, we've covered all of the uh, important stories from today's news. Uh, there's there's so many stories to there cover. So this is just a there. Huh? There's a lot out there. Yeah, there's a lot out there. It's yeah. almost like it's a certain time of the year where people just decide to drop announcement after announcement. Don't know what's going on. It's weird. This definitely didn't happen last year. Anyway, we've covered all all the stories that uh, we could fit into an hour from today's news. Is more accurate today. Uh, but before we go, Kevin, my good friend, uh, master of all things Ratchet and Clank, where <laughs> can our audience find you? 
Um, well, first off, thank you guys for again for having me on, and I, I guess of next course. week as well. Well, I'm, I will. I'm excited to come back and gush about Ratchet more. Um, and also, I'm glad I caught up on news from this today because I did again. I've been all out of the loop, so it's been really <laughs> nice uh, catching up in real time this time. Uh, you guys can find me at um, YouTube or Twitch or Twitter.com/slash/TheGoldenBolt. Um, make sure to check Derek's review out of Rift Apart, and then mine will be out tomorrow at some point, uh, so you can check that out as well and see um, two different takes from two different fans, which I think are going to be pretty similar takes. It sounds like. Yeah, it feels like it. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch ours today. Watch Kevin's tomorrow. Trust me, yeah. it, it, there's mm-hmm. a lot in this game to unpack, and, two, oh, yeah. two, and even two reviews won't get you the full show, full story. I guess the big yeah. question is, how deep are you going? Because I followed the embargo, um, um, even despite I, of, you know being on release day. I just yeah, the embargo. I'm I'm following the embargo guidelines, kind of. Uh, I'm not touching anything story wise. Like it's going to be spoiler free. Uh, the only footage that I'll be showing that's after the first couple planets will probably be like either a clip here or there just to show like a location um, yeah. vaguely or the arenas. The um, complaints that I, yeah, I, I, I followed theirs to a T so I couldn't <laughs> show the arenas and I couldn't uh, show the two times that the game, that the game or system froze up when I went entered the shop and I was like, well, I can't show that. I thing. had one of those like, too. Yeah. I have I, a feeling the day one patch probably got rid of that though. I, oh, it might have I the day one patch went out on Thursday, so I had that installed it? and it still happened to me. It actually happened to me, I think, in New Game Plus. So it was actually a Friday morning that would have happened, technically. It constantly autosaves though, so it wasn't a huge deal. Yeah, I was literally right where I was. I just had to rebuy the gun that I'd bought, which was fine. Oh yeah. One of one of the most remarkable things about this game is it feels unreal when you hit continue. Like how short it is to get you back into yeah. the game after that. You hit continue, yeah. it's like there you go. The, the most incredible thing I am so used to it going like alright here they're flying by this scene here they're flying by this scene here they're flying by this scene okay yeah. now it's and time it's to just, land on the planet it's a Star now Wars pan Star, Star yeah. Wars yeah. crossfade and I was watching Digital Foundry's video today actually and they mentioned that like that crossfade is like both scenes actually being loaded in real time that's not like a cutscene that's, that's, wow. that's it happening as it crossfades because I was like oh they're going Star Wars here with that crossfade but yeah, yeah. actually going real time they made two and a half games in the last seven months that they've released. Jeez. They made Miles Morales with on no top, crunch with no crunch. And I, I just highlighted in my ratchet three big retrospective, which if you want to know more about ratchet clank, those retrospectives, good place to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I highlighted crunch heavily in that video. And I did it because I had a feeling that we would hear that this game did not have crunch. Cause we had already been hearing that it didn't. And I wanted to show, Hey, you can learn, you can improve, you can do it. There is no excuse because if mm-hmm. it's Omni, I can do it. Sure, they are insane, incredible, but anyone can do it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You guys are killing me. All right. Well, we've got to let Ash get to play this damn game, so we have to finish the show sometime. (laughs) Uh, So, as we like to say at the end of every episode, uh, we owe an extra special thank you to everybody in the audience, every one of our patrons. We could not do this without you. You guys enable us to do the things we love, and we love you guys for it. Thank you so, so much for the opportunity that you give us to cover games and and gush about how good they are sometimes for way too long. Um, But we have to give an extra special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier and above. Uh, Y'all know that this show literally cannot happen without you. It's just, I mean, it's a huge amount of people that show us the support and I'm so happy to be able to read these names out every single time I host the show. I'm going to try to do my best to get through this list without coughing. 
but we have to give an extra, extra special thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. Y'all know who you are. I'm going to screw up at least one of your names. Y'all know that that happens every single time on this show, and I'm so sorry that it's always me that does it. But anyway, those fine folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Itiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octo Puppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Aiko Carroll, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kongfax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Emerald, Azran127, Kenrule09, Pagrama, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kyed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deaneth, Coda, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hooby, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, My Mom, Hi Mom, Kotar Pack, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Darick, Jeff Ed, Ray Clawson Jr., Nathan the voice actor, happy birthday again by the way, Mega Conrad, and finally, Hulkamaniac55. Remember, you too can become really a patron. Huh? Sorry, really quick, Steve. Just wanted to uh, give a warm welcome to our new producer, Maddie. You didn't make it on the list this time, but you will be on on Monday. So just wanted to say welcome to Maddie. Thank you so much. Oh, Steve, thank you. take it away. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> remember, you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gpgaming, where for as little as $5 a month, you can join us live for all our episodes, which, okay, everyone can do that now, but you can get MP3 versions, <laughs> and you can see our exclusive post show, which happens right after TNT every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, around, you know, 5.30-ish in this case. Um, but... Uh, thank you so much for watching. If you like this video, please consider subscribing to the channel. It helps us out a lot. Helps us, you know, find more people to share uh, the good vibes with. But until the until uh, tomorrow, we'll be live tomorrow for, uh, is it Ubisoft Forward tomorrow? Yeah, Ubisoft Forward is our first E3 reaction stream, not counting Summer Game Fest on Thursday. Uh, yep. Tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific. So come react with us. We'll be there. And... We are going to be posting our entire E3 schedule on our Twitter following the show, so keep an eye out for that. Yep, 12 p.m. Pacific, uh, and we will be going through Ubisoft and Devolver later that day uh, at 1. Yes. I think they're back-to-back, so I think it's 1.30 for, for Devolver. Yeah. Um, and we will see you if you're if you're in our patron in just a few minutes. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow at noon. Thank you guys so much for watching, and good night, and good vibes. Bye, everyone. Later. Bye, everybody.